0: listening to the Dynamic Women podcast. Each week you'll be inspired by our global community of women. They'll share with you tools and stories to help you be dynamic in every area of life. He's your host, award-winning coach and the CEO and founder of Dynamic Women, Diane Ralston. Dynamic Women, and welcome to the Dynamic Women podcast. I'm Diane Rolson, and today I'm going to talk about how you can say no to a client that you don't want to work with. It happens. There are sometimes people that you don't want to work with, and that is okay, but there are going to be uh, a bunch of questions that you need to ask yourself before you get to this space, and I'm going to tell you exactly what you can do so that you don't feel bad, you don't look bad, and you don't hurt anyone's feelings. So here we go. So this all started because a dynamic woman after a dynamic woman event came up to me and asked me, Hey, can I, can I ask you a personal question? I was like, sure. And she said, how do you tell someone that you don't want to work with them? Now I had to go deeper because I had to figure out like why they didn't want to work with them. Like, what was it? And it was actually against their religious beliefs. And so how, how do you say to the person, you know, it's against my religious beliefs to work with you because of the industry that you're in. Like that's kind of, that's awkward. And no matter what the reason is, whatever reason that you don't want to work with them, it is, it's not the best to have to say that. Now I want to share with you how you can avoid this and how to deal with it when it comes up. So first there are six questions that you need to ask yourself before you even get to this space, before you even get to this place of like, who I will work with and who I won't work with. You need to know who it actually is that you need to work with. So, first thing is you must know who is your ideal client. Who is that avatar that you are looking for? Because then you're going to not show up in places where your ideal client is not, right? So if you're always looking for female accountants, you're not going to show up at a, uh, you know, uh, an event for construction workers when they're mainly men right you're not going to do that you're going to show up where that ideal client is so that's going to take care of that whole uncomfortableness second you need to know who you don't want to work with so answer the question who don't you want to work with you don't want to work with young people you don't want to work with people who want to know about career counseling you don't want to work with people who are in their first year of business. You don't wanna work pe- with people who are getting ready to sell their business. You don't wanna work with people who have kids. You don't wanna work with people who don't have kids. Whatever it may be. You need to know the, like, who you don't wanna work with. And you may think, well, isn't that just the opposite of your ideal client? Not necessarily. You know, I work with my ideal client. A lot of them uh, have kids and are married, but, if someone comes to me and doesn't have kids or is not married, I'm not going to be like, oh my gosh, I don't want to work with you. That's not it. But if someone comes to me and they're like, oh my gosh, nothing ever works out for me. And I don't know if coaching will work. And I don't want to work with people that don't trust me. I don't want to work with people who are how can't I people. I want to work with people that are like, yeah, I don't know what to do. So help me and I'll, and I'll do it. Um, I don't want to work with people I have to push. Yes, I'm going to be there. Yes, I'm going to help you along the way. Okay, so you're getting clear on who you don't want to work with. Maybe you don't want to work with people that um, are only going to want you on the weekends. Whatever it may be, you figure that out. So question number two, who you don't want to work with. Question three, what are the boundaries you never want to cross? For example, do you not want to work at night? Do you not want to work for free? Do you not want to like split up your time? Do you not want to work for jobs that are less than $5,000? You decide. What are your boundaries that you never want to cross? And this comes more so with what's the ideal business that you want to run? Make sense? Yeah. So if you figure like what's the ideal business, I, I don't want to always, um, I don't want to have to go to the, their office. I want to be able to meet in my office. I don't want to have to get on a plane to see them. There you go. That's going to help you to know if you have these boundaries, these guidelines of how you want to run your business, then you're, that's not even going to be a case of working with someone in these conditions. You're just already going to be able to weed them out. Four, what are some personal, religious, and moral beliefs that you won't break? For example, if you are... Believing in the Sabbath to a very strong degree that on Sundays you will not work, yet you're a real estate agent who does open houses on the weekend. You have to think about how you're going to get around that. And so if you only take on clients that will do Saturday open houses and Sunday you do not work, so you don't take don't give offers if you're a real estate agent on the weekends. Um, if you are at IT and you don't take emergency calls on Sundays, you need to figure out how you're going to work with that. Are you going to have a dedicated, like, one person who will work on the weekends for you? Um, you you've got to figure that out. So you need to know, like, some personal, religious, and moral beliefs that you just absolutely won't break. You know, I worked with a client who was on the verge of, of having an affair. And I had to get coaching to know if I could actually coach her because morally having an affair is not something that I believe in. However, I had to just double check that I could still continue to coach her. And the thing in the coaching is who the person is Is what we coach on. We don't coach the problem. So I knew that. In or even though it was kind of against what my moral beliefs were, I definitely knew that 100%. I could coach her, and it was an honor to be able to kind of support her her through the process. Five. What annoys you about clients? Hmm. (laughs) So what are things that annoy you? Is it people who are late to pay? Is it people who want to talk to you on the phone every single day? Is it people who nickel and dime you? Is it people who call you after hours? So figure out what annoys you about clients and then make it very clear from the beginning that that's not how you work. Six, when are you in dissonance? Dissonance is like a lack of energy, void of energy. You know, sometimes I... I, when I get working with a client who is extremely analytical and will not budge on laughter or being lighthearted or being open-minded, um, I'm in extreme dissonance because my style is laughing and joking at appropriate times. Uh, I like to have fun as well as get stuff done. So I'm in dissonance if we're not moving forward. I'm in dissonance if I can't have some humor in there. And so you need to know when are you in dissonance so that you can make sure that you're not going to be attracting that type of client. So what do you do when you do attract a client that wants to work with you, but it's just not a fit for one of these reasons. They're not the ideal client. You don't want to work with this type of person. They would cross your boundaries for personal, religious, or moral beliefs. Um, your, your personal religious and moral beliefs would be broken somehow. They annoy you or there's dissonance when you talk to them. What do you do when this happens? I've got five things that you can do. First, have a standard policy. So you can make a business decision, not an emotional decision. Okay, so our policy is, so you can say, well, actually, our policy is that we don't work in the evenings. Our policy is we don't do open houses on Sundays. Or when you do, you work with Sally, my associate. Have a standard policy so that When this time comes, you can just refer to the policy, to the company, rather than you, you yourself, okay? Especially if you're focused on the ideal client. If you know that specific, only specific types of clients that you work with, then you can just say, well, actually, you know, we work with this type of client. Um, And then that's a business decision, not an emotional one. Two, don't lie and tell them you're too busy, (laughs) right? Oh, I'm too busy to take you on. Don't say that, why? Their best friend could be your ideal client, right? Yes, and you haven't solved their original need, and I've got some ways to support that. So don't lie and tell them you're too busy because you could be pushing away future business from other people, and they're gonna realize it because maybe they have a colleague who calls you up a few days later and asks to work with you and you say yes, and so then you would be lying and that's not good to be lying in business. Three, don't tell the full-blown honest truth and make them wrong, yeah? They're really coming for help to you. They need something, so don't deter them. So for example, the guys that work on my Mac, um, they only work on Macs, they don't work on PCs. So imagine you came to them and they said, and you had a PC and you say, can you fix it? You know, you fixed my friend's computer. You did such a good job. Can you fix my computer? And they go, oh, it's a PC. PCs are terrible. And I don't believe this, but <laughs> they might say, PCs are terrible. This is horrible. No, I'm never working on that type of computer. Don't tell them the full-blown honest truth. Go back to your standard policy. Our company works on Macs and Macs only. Right? Okay, now here's what you do. Number four have a referral plan, it's a win-win. So when I get clients, potential clients, in that want career counseling, I can refer them off to someone. When I have someone that comes to me and wants some Facebook ad coaching, I have someone to refer them on to. When I, um, what were the other ones I wanted to share? Uh, oh, at the computer company who has Macs, they should have a PC company uh, repair company that they f- that they refer on to why bother it's a win-win right if you have these referral relationships already in place you pass them a lead if they close the sale you potentially get a referral fee Isn't that amazing? They get to work with their ideal client that's inside their boundaries. That's not crossing any of their lines. That's not annoying them. That puts them in resonance, not dissonance. And you get maybe a referral fee or at least good karma, right? You've helped both of them out by matchmaking, by connecting them with someone. So if you don't already know, like, so if you look at who don't I want to work with, who would I be in dissonance with, then think who can I refer them to? who can I refer them to? You know, when you have someone that says, oh, I can only pay like a quarter of what your fee is. Who can you refer them to? Who's a new person in the industry? Who is someone that charges less that you can refer them to? Win-win. You don't have to worry about it. Maybe you get a referral fee. And like I said, it's good karma. And the last thing is stay consistent. Have a standard policy for everyone or change the original policy. So if your policy is no discounts, then don't change it for someone. If you're finding that you do kind of want to change things every now and again, then actually change your policy to include that. So for example, um, you might have a sponsorship spot or a scholarship spot in your company where you gift that to two people a year. Maybe you have um, a certain budget that you allow for pro bono work. So have that set in the company, in the policy, and keep that standard. And so if you have a certain type of client that you're wanting, or customer, um, just stick to it. Be consistent. So there you go, six questions to ask ask yourself before you get into that really awkward conversation of like, oh, I don't really wanna work with you. And five things that you can do in those moments When you're like, oh, no, I don't want to work with this person. These are the five things that you can do. Have a standard policy. Don't lie and tell them you're busy. Uh, Oh, and have a standard policy because you want to make a business decision, not an emotional one. Then two is don't lie and tell them you're too busy. Three, don't tell the full-blown truth and make them wrong. You don't want them to feel bad because basically they're coming to you for help. So don't deter them. And have a referral plan. That's number four because it's a win-win for everyone. And five the last one is stay consistent a standard policy for everyone or if you find that you're changing things change the policy rather than just making exceptions to the rule well thank you everyone for joining if you have questions please reach out dianadinewellsen.com in the subject line please write podcasts so i can see that there ask me questions share about your opportunities so i can help you optimize them if you have questions on life Business, motherhood, any area of life that you feel that I can support you with, please don't be afraid to ask. Reach out. And if you haven't checked it out yet, have you actually gone over to dynamicwomen.ca or the Dynamic Women Club? Uh, dynamicwomanclub.com. Check it out. I would love to have you in our global club where you can meet other amazing women. You're going to get training. You're going to have really great results in moving forward in your business and in your life based on the opportunities that we provide. So go over there, check it out. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe to this podcast. And so until next time, everyone stay dynamic. Bye.